This is Modern Leader, the podcast for corporate career women who want to feel good on their way to the top. I'm Emma Clayton, and I'll be sharing with you tangible advice to help you stop sacrificing your soul in the name of success and experience more balance, confidence, and fulfillment both in and out of work. Hello, welcome back to the show. I hope you're well. How are you? Just check in and um, see how you're feeling right now. I am feeling a little bit tired actually. I've woken up the last couple of mornings feeling quite groggy, which is unlike me because I like bouncing out of bed in the mornings. It's something I've learnt to do. (laughs) Anyway, I digress. I shared last week a little bit of my story, a little bit of my background and who I am as a person, what I'm doing today. And I guess I would describe that chapter of my life working in corporate as pushing and striving to get to the pinnacle of my career, which was that director level role, and realising that it was not all it cracked up to be, and feeling very ready to go on and do something else. And having my hand forced, right, I would never have necessarily gone on to do this if I hadn't have been faced with redundancy. You know, I've never looked back, never regretted it. It's been tough. I'm not going to like sit here and say it's been a bed of roses. But I've very much been on a journey since I left that world. And that's what I wanted to describe in this episode, because it really informs the work that I do with women. And I would describe those women that come to me as successful career women who desire more. They want to show up in life and at work more authentically, in like true integrity with who they are, without having to push and force things. They want to use their voice more to share their ideas, to have an influence and make a positive impact in their work. They want to overcome unhealthy behaviours and habits. They want to lead a longer, more healthy and vibrant life and to go home feeling fulfilled at the end of the day and to be more present than ever with their family and to really live life fully. As cliche as it sounds, that is what it's all about. So yeah, I've been on quite a journey since leaving because I have to admit that I got to that point where I left and woke up one day going, well, who the hell am I now if I don't have this prestigious career and job title to spout out when people ask me what I do and I I don't have the travel around the world on work expenses and don't have, you know, the big bonuses every year. Like, who am I? what am I all about and and what am I here to do? And I found myself turning inwards and embarking on a journey of self-discovery and growth and change. And what I want to preface this episode with, before we get into what I call the process of unbecoming, is this. (laughs) What I know to be true is that you were born on this planet, a perfect little human being. Despite any complications or defects that might have been present at your birth, you were innocent and pure and you were perfect and you were loved without even having to lift a finger. Even through your screams and shitty nappies, you were perfect and you were loved. And then life unfolded. And it was the experiences you had and the people 
who were there when you were growing up, your main caregivers, your parents, your family, your teachers, the friends you hung around with, their families, the things you watched on TV, the places you visited on holiday, all those kind of life experiences, big and small, and everything in between that shaped and moulded who you are today. It was the things people taught you, told you, or did to you or around you that made you start to see the world through your own lens, to believe certain things about yourself and the way the world works in only the way you could see it because only you had had that exact experience growing up. So we're talking about nature versus nurture here. Nature being how you're biologically and genetically predisposed to be physically, emotionally, and to a large extent intellectually and nurture being the external influences on those traits. So we've all learned a few things along the way that have helped us get here today. They've served us, and they may no longer serve us to get to where we're headed on our leadership journey. Let me give you a personal example. Uh, So my parents were very loving of me and my sister, and they were also very protective. So I didn't have as much freedom as I wanted growing up because they were scared for my safety. I remember conversations about, you know, never talking to strangers or accepting sweets or getting in strangers' cars. Um, I was given a a rape alarm. I was about nine or 10. I used to walk home alone. And, you know, I had to carry this rape alarm in case I ever needed it. And I always had to be home before dark. Even when I was 16, 17, I had to be home before it got dark. They put the fear of God in me when it came to getting on motorbikes with boys. It was never going to happen. But they also (laughs) tried to scare me about getting intimate with boys or smoking or taking drugs. And I really did play that good girl role because I wanted to, I wanted them to know that I wasn't going to get in trouble. I was safe. I was, I was okay. They didn't need to worry about me. I became this people pleaser going out of my way to make sure that they knew I was okay. That was until I hit that rebellious age about 14, 15 and started to lie about where I was going or staying that weekend or absolutely experimenting with boys and alcohol and smoking and even some drugs. Uh, Now, thankfully, I pulled through that time in just a couple of years by the time I was 18 I turned turned it around again and came through but how much of my people pleasing tendencies throughout my career were down to nature or nurture what about the extent to which I overworked to achieve the impossible against all odds to make sure that I was doing a good job What was the drive behind wanting to be a high achiever? Was it the fact I was going to get a better bonus at the end of the year? Or was it the fact that I was seen to be doing a good job? Just to draw a comparison with the current day situation that I have witnessed more recently, my niece and nephew, my sisters too, are seven and four, and they have a lot of freedom to explore, which is beautiful to see. Like I'm so happy for them that they're not wrapped in cotton wool. And we were at the park, we were sat uh, outside the cafe, we'd just had some some drinks, and they wanted to go to the park, which was, you know, it was out of sight, it was a bit further around, and my sister said, okay, you go. And off they, off they trotted, holding hands, they were happy as Larry. My mum, however, grandma, uh, jumped up, 
went across. She snuck through the bushes to see them just to make sure that they were safe, right? From a distance, bless her, which was probably quite difficult for her to do. But they have a lot of freedom. They had a lot of trust put into them as well that, you know, they would go to the park and then th that they would come back and that they would be okay. And there was no doubt in their minds whether or not they'd be safe because there hadn't been that seed planted. So this isn't to say one way of parenting is right and another is wrong. This isn't to make my parents wrong or yours. It's just to say we get to see where some of our traits today may have come from. We get to look at it with curiosity and just question whether or not it's our true natural nature. And so the process of unbecoming to me is that first step in remembering who we are at our most natural nature and unlearning some of the things that we know is not who we are so that we can reclaim the truth of who we are and then grow and evolve from that place. So what is really important to grasp at this stage before we embark on the inner game of becoming all of who you came here to be is that this is not about becoming someone you're not because who you are today is not good enough or you think you're broken and need to be fixed. It's about remembering who you were before the world taught you who you should be. It's about reclaiming the truth of who you've always been beneath that programming and conditioning of your past and your upbringing. It's about returning to your natural nature because you are inherently worthy and deserving of living a beautiful, fulfilled life because you are more than enough and you always have been and always will be. So from that understanding, we can venture on this journey of unbecoming together. And over the last five and a half years of walking with people in their growth, I've seen a pattern emerge, which is backed up with my own lived experience on my own journey. And as a result, I've developed what I call the process of unbecoming. And it starts with awareness. Because we don't know what we don't know, right? Until we see it with our own eyes, we can't unsee it then. But like I couldn't even question whether people-pleasing was part of who I truly am until I'd seen where it might have come from, there are many other things that make up who I've been in the past that I've had to look at. So it starts with that awareness because when you have awareness, you can do something with it. I remember the very first time I learned about the effect of sugar on my blood sugar levels and the energy highs and lows and the cravings for more sugar. You know, once I saw that, I couldn't unsee it. But I didn't know what I didn't know before I knew it. I remember going into my first therapy session. It was um, cognitive behavioral therapy, CBT. And I had to describe what I was thinking, how I was feeling, and how I was experiencing that. And I can rem remember going, I can tell you what I'm thinking. I spend a lot of time in my head. I can tell you exactly what I'm thinking. I had to like really tune in with how I was feeling because that wasn't something I'd necessarily tapped into before. But actually, how I was experiencing it was a whole new paradigm that I had never explored. So for me to like really go, oh, how am I experiencing this? What's going on in my body when I'm thinking that thought and when I'm feeling that emotion? 
that was a whole new level of awareness. But with that, we could do something with it. I had a similar experience when my first health coach asked me, when you're binging on chocolate, what are you thinking? And I was like, I'm not thinking anything. And she's like, no, you will be. And that took real effort. And it, it was almost like after a binge, I could tell you how I, what I was thinking easily enough. And then with enough practice of that awareness, I could bring that into the moment that I was actually eating the chocolate and go, oh, okay, what am I thinking right now? Can I kind of interrupt that pattern and go, what am I thinking and feeling and experiencing right now that I'm in this binge? And then with enough practice of that, I could actually bring that awareness into the moments that I was thinking about reaching for chocolate that I was thinking about going into a binge so you can really do something with that new awareness my main intention with this podcast is to raise awareness of where some of the common issues might lie you know that we see in corporate where they stem from where the challenges you may be facing in your own inner experience might arise from because ultimately as adults with this beautiful gift that we've been given called metacognition which is our ability to think about our thinking we get to decide we get to choose what we believe about the world what we how we see things how we see ourselves how we see opportunities for us and it's only through awareness of how we've always thought about the world and where that comes from that we can choose whether or not that's how we want to move through life. Likewise we have more power over choosing what we do next. So when I've caught myself just before I'm reaching for chocolate with that awareness I get to choose do I want do I really want the chocolate? What are the reasons for it? What else is going on for me? What else can I do? What other tools have I got that I can now bring in because whereas reaching for chocolate once served me when I was being bullied in the playground or had my heart broken it doesn't serve me in terms of where I'm going in my leadership it doesn't match up with the version of me that I want to be which is the true version of me before I learnt the coping mechanism of turning to food but I can only change that with awareness. So that's what we're doing here, guys, and it's not as scary as it sounds, so don't worry. What I wanna say is if you're not where you want to be yet in your leadership journey, either in terms of your confidence levels or the level of influence and impact that you are making, then we have an opportunity for growth. And I just wanna say I've got you and you're in the right place and we get to walk this together. What I'll leave you with today is just this idea of noticing what you notice, okay? So notice what thoughts come up off the back of listening to this episode. Are you challenging some of the things I've said? Are you not so sure? Does it feel a little bit sticky in your body? Or does it feel like there might be something here that's worth exploring? Like just notice what you notice and that is what we're doing with awareness because there is so much wisdom that comes up from our body there's so much we can learn from our thoughts 
and we don't have to believe everything we think. And if there's anything in this episode that you'd like to continue the conversation with, then I invite you to join me for the next Modern Lead Her Connect call. You'll find the link to register in the show notes. This is happening on Zoom. Feel free to come along, say hi, bring whatever is present for you that's going on in your career that you'd like some hot seat coaching on or bring any new awarenesses or questions that you have about anything that you've heard in the show so far. And um, I very much look forward to meeting you. I am all about the connection and cannot wait to see your beautiful face. In the meantime, thanks for being here and for listening and tuning in and I will see you next week. (laughs) 